You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode number 517. The key to wholesaling is consistency. Yeah, right? of course. You have to have a marketing plan. Mm-hmm. You have to hit that plan consistently. Like that's it's not rocket science. Yeah. Just hit the plan, hit the leads, get yeah. the numbers in, right? This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome, everybody, to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors, where we know that finding discounted properties is the most proven path to financial freedom. I am your host, Brent Daniels, and I am telling you, if I can do it, so can you. So let's get started. We are here with a classic story. We're coming full circle in the progression, the unbelievable progression of starting out as a real estate agent, then becoming a wholesaler, and now has become the bank. Yes. We're talking from Miami, Florida, <laughs> Mr. Jory Alston. How are you? Doing good, Brent. How good. I'm excited to have you here. Happy to be here, man. Definitely. So tell me, so you started out your real estate journey in 2007? Yeah, I got my license in 07 in Michigan. Okay. I got into real estate to get my license to you know, do flips, and then have to pay commissions, you know. We all want to be able to do that without paying commission. So we got 07. A year later, the market crashed, mm-hmm. right? I was lucky to be working with the REO broker, real estate owned broker, so foreclosure broker, right? Yep. So the market crashed, and I was actually working for the number one real estate owned REO broker in Michigan, right? So I became his buyer's agent. Yep. So I started selling 100, 150 homes a year foreclosures to investors. So yep. I did that from like 07 to like 2014. Mm-hmm. I did the exact same thing. I'm not joking <laughs> with you. I joined the, the the number one real estate, the the REO team in 2010 and 11. All I did was running around all the time yeah. with all these buyers, right? Trying to put together these little tiny deals because they were all foreclosures. Yeah, the commissions were like a thousand bucks, yeah. 1500 bucks. We had to sell a lot of them to make any money. Yep. So is it like, um, is it a family thing? Was your family in real estate? Did you read a book? Did you see something on late night TV? Like, what brought you into, I want to flip houses so I'll get my license? You know what I mean? What's your origin story? Yeah, so I was I was living in, none of my family was real estate, right? Yeah. I was living in Miami, like 04, 05. And I read, of course, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. Right? And it sparked my mind to want to get into real estate. And I just, I just started reading books in real estate, like for like two years straight. Just read, 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 read. Because I knew I wanted to get into real estate as an investor, Right. My dad, my real dad, who I didn't even know that well, he was in real estate in like 0304 in DC doing condo conversions. Okay. So he actually was talking to me about this. Like we actually just started talking in like 2003. I was like 22, 23 years old. Yeah. And he actually started talking to me about real estate. And it kind of, I think him saying it to me yeah. sparked into my mind. Right. So I just kind of went off and took off on that path. And then me and my wife got married, moved to Michigan. And I studied for two years in Michigan until I got my real estate license. Awesome. Yeah. And then you go real estate agent, real estate. How do you find the beautiful world of wholesaling real estate, <laughs> right? Because there are agents, and I'm not joking, there are agents that I talk to that have been in the business 20, 25, 30 years, five years, 10 years, have no idea what wholesale have, real estate yeah, is. They have no clue. They're also the hardest people to work with. Uh-huh. <laughs> you talk to them, they're like, you know, what are you doing? This is illegal. Yeah. So 
I became, I started to wholesale by necessity, right? So again, I was selling the REO properties, right? So that was good. You know, 2012 hit, 11, 12 hit, the hedge funds started buying all the properties, right? Mm-hmm. So we couldn't even buy, I couldn't even get my local investors anything because this hedge fund from somewhere else would, would bid it up 10, 15 Same grand. Thing. You yeah. know, nobody local would buy that stuff, right? So the hedge funds started buying everything. So my money just dried up. So I literally had to start finding deals off market mm-hmm. by necessity to keep making my income. And actually, the first time I wholesaled, it was kind of by accident. One of the investors I worked with was like, hey, any deal you find, you bring it to me first. I'll give you $5,000 on top of your commission. Right. So I basically was wholesaling getting an assignment fee to bring him these deals first. And then after I was doing that for a little while, I had to find off-market deals. Because, you know, like 2013, 14, the market just dried up. Mm -hmm. The banks dried up. So you couldn't get a loan for a home. The, the banks were done. They wouldn't loan you any credit. Mm-hmm. So I started doing uh, wholesaling for land contracts mm, because okay. that was the best way to find deals was do seller financing. Right. Yeah. So explain that. What do you, What is a land contract? So a land contract is where, let's say I have a house and I sell it to you. Um, yep. Land contract or contract for deed means the same exact thing. I sell you the house, let's say $50,000. You give me 5000 down. Okay. And I say, pay me 500 bucks for 10 years. Got um, it. 10% interest. So yeah. That's when I became the bank. I, I realized how you can become the bank. It's like a rental. So do you have to own these free and clear? Well, if you do it, if you do it free and clear, yeah. or you can do a sub two. Right? Okay. You can do a sub two. You can buy a house sub two. Yeah. And it's actually the way that we actually um, do sort of financing with sub two is we sell a land contract because the deed doesn't transfer until it's paid off. Okay. Which is the difference. If you so let's, house, let this is, let's take it one step in a <laughs> yeah. pro- You have a distressed property owner, yeah. right? You approach them. And is it because they don't have enough equity or they just want more for the property? Like, why don't why you do just I... give them a cash contract and just wholesale it? Got it. So it doesn't matter what kind of seller I have. Right? Okay. Free and clear. Yeah. No equity. On it. it doesn't matter. I ask every seller if they are open to seller financing. Okay. Right? Because that allows me to buy more deals without using my cash that I have on the side to use, right? Sure. If I can get a seller to sell me their house with 5000 down, Right, instead of paying them fifty grand, mm-hmm. I'm going to take that. So mm-hmm. every seller I talk to, I ask that question. Right, it's just a numbers game. So, so. what do you specifically? What do you ask them? So I mean, say, everybody's wondering. Let's say like, we're let's say we're the talking, secret yeah. combination of words. That, so first thing, there's keywords where you'll know if the seller wants to sell. Okay, on seller financing. Yeah. Right. So if you hear them say, "I'm tired of tenants." Yep. Right. Not cash flow, but tenants. Right. Mm-hmm. Too many repairs. You know, mm-hmm. or um, a big one is. You know, I'm going to sell a couple homes a year because I don't want to pay a lot of taxes. Right. right? Those are keywords to me to say, oh, this is perfect for seller financing because I can offer them a way to still get monthly cash flow, mm-hmm. right? To not have to pay a huge tax bill, yep. right? Where they can still get the cash flow, but not actually manage the property. Right. So a lot of sellers who investors love getting cash flow. They just don't know how to manage the property. Yep. Right. So if I hear those keywords, you know, my next question will be, well, hey, you know, what if I show you a way that you can get, you know, some monthly income still, mm-hmm. but we'll actually own and manage the property or just become the bank. Mm. Right. And then that'll spark, oh, I can be, you know, I can be the bank. Everybody yeah. loves that. Yes. Yeah, so Being the that. bank. <laughs> That's like, well, to me, and I just did, I do, I have a podcast, Shut Up Invest. We just did an episode a few weeks ago. I think new investors. Incredible should. podcast. Shut Up and Invest. Yes. Guys, definitely check it out. Yeah. yeah if you're feeling this, if you're like getting jazzed, if you're really <laughs> loving what uh, Joy's saying, yeah. So I actually did an episode a few weeks ago where I said, I think new investors should invest in seller finance notes okay. before rentals. Okay. Because what's the main thing you hear with a new investor? He buys a duplex or a single family mm-hmm. house. He thinks he's getting 250 bucks a month of cash flow. The furnace goes out, right? Yep. Then a leaky faucet, right? At the end of the year, he made zero or negative cash flow. Right. Right. And then he, hasn't, he doesn't have enough reserves on the side 
to manage the property ends up yep. losing the property, yep. sells it for cheap, never wants to do it again. Right. When you're the bank, I get that same cash flow without any worries of fixing anything, right? Mm-hmm. Paying ins- I don't pay the insurance. Yep. I don't pay the taxes. That homeowner I sell the house to yep. handles all that. Love I'm just that. like Chase. I get principal and interest per month. You, yep. don't, you never call Chase or Wells Fargo to fix your roof. Right. <laughs> you don't even know who they are. So right. I think new investors should actually look into notes first because mm. I think it, it can help them last longer in the game. Okay, so, so let, let's break it down simply then. We have a distressed property owner. Yep. You go... That for whatever reason, they've raised their hands through some lead generation. You've either called them, texted them, mail them. What's your preferred? Like We do text and direct mail. Okay. You get these calls coming in. They say they want to sell. You start pre-qualifying them a little bit, and you ask them if they'd be open to seller financing. Seller financing. Mm-hmm. And if they are, but it's still a smoking wholesale deal, what do you do? So last two years ago, I would have wholesaled that deal. Right. right? I was wholesaling everything. Right. right. About last year, I changed my model. So now I probably wholesale 20% of what I get. Okay. We keep 80%. Incredible. Wholesale 20%, right? And so yeah. like, if it's just a smoking deal, like we just ha- we just have one house that need a lot of work to it, mm-hmm. right? If it needs a lot of work, then I'll um, try to wholesale it first. Right. Right. But I do seller finance my homes. I sell my homes on land contract. I do need work because mm-hmm. everything I sell on land contract is as is. Right. We don't touch them. Right. But so like nowadays, it's like if, if that deal is like smoking, smoking, needs a lot of work. I'll probably wholesale it off because I have to still wholesale a couple homes a month to keep the monthly, know, the, income. The monthly income coming in. Right. So, but what's your average wholesale deal that you about make? Eight grand, about eight grand. Eight grand. Yeah. So you do a couple of them. You're at sixteen grand a month. You can let, let yeah, I do really well. I do a couple that. of those per month. And yeah. Then I get the down payments from when we sell the land contract. Yeah. That's income. Oh. That's not a security deposit. So that's income that comes into okay. Our, so our we got a distressed property. They say, yes, they'd be open to seller financing. You go, you put it down a, de- a deposit, and you give them monthly uh, amounts, yes. right? And now you own it, but the note they hold the note, or it's a subject to situation, okay? Mm-hmm. If you're listening or watching it, or if you want to watch this, definitely check it out on Brent Daniels' uh, real estate YouTube channel and put a, put a face with a voice. But uh, you've got this property. They're ready. You own it now, but it needs repairs. It needs utilities on. It needs all these things. Mm-hmm. What do you do? So every house that I get, I look at like three ways, right? So let's say I get the house in the seller financing terms. I can then wholesale that, mm-hmm. right? You can wholesale seller financing terms. Let's uh-huh. say, let's say they said, Jory, you can get it for five grand down, right? The same fifty thousand dollars house at zero percent interest. Mm-hmm. I get, I just got one last week at zero percent interest. Pace does them all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pace does yeah zero yeah, percent interest, right? Mm-hmm. I actually wholesold that to another buyer mm-hmm. for seventy five thousand, ten thousand dollars. Love it. 10% interest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, well, I, listen, I wrapped it to another buyer. Right. I so I stayed in the middle of that part. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I can wholesale it to, to you and say, hey, here's the terms. Right. You pay me a $5,000 assignment fee. You get the property. Yeah. Right. So if it needs a lot of works, a lot of work, I'll either sell it to an investor. Yep. On seller financing, where mm-hmm. I'll actually be the bank. Yep. Or I'll just wholesale it to another investor get a fee. Got it. Right. But half of the homes that we sell on seller financing are to other investors. Mm-hmm. Right. So these are homes in neighborhoods where like the banks are, you know, banks don't loan under 50 grand. Right. Right. They don't, conventional financing doesn't cover, you know, some houses or some kind of repair. Also, investors can only do so many conventional deals. Right. Yep. So a lot of our deals, we actually are the bank to other investors. Mm-hmm. Right. We use our skills to tie it up. And then we sell it to them with seller financing terms, yeah. right? In like 10, 15 year terms and get all that cash flow. As long as the numbers work out. Yes. Now, remember, every negotiation that you get in comes down to really three things, right? It comes down to price, terms, 
and you, right? <laughs> right. I mean, it really is whether or not they That's trust right. you to get it done, but you can go in every, I mean, literally every house can be a deal. Yeah. If it's either price or terms. I mean, if somebody wants a million dollars for their, you know, hundred thousand dollar house, you can do it. If, if you, if right it's, terms. if it's the right terms, <laughs> if it's a, you know, thousand year loan at, you know, exactly. dollars, uh, a few hundred dollars a month or something. But I mean, you can really expand and really get, you can really do some exciting things with the terms, which that's it the key, sounds like that's you're the doing. That's you're saying. Terms, like people look at price first, always. Yeah. Terms is more important than price yeah. to me. Yeah. Right. Cause like the price, they might be stuck on a price that makes no sense mm-hmm. for a wholesale deal. Mm-hmm. But if I can create a note with that, it mm-hmm. makes sense for me. Right. So, when you're doing some kind of creative financing, we probably closed, you know, double the deals with the average wholesaler because they're mm-hmm. only looking at what can I wholesale it for? Right. right. There's only one tool in a toolbox. Yeah. 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 And that's that's literally how I run my business is one tool in the toolbox. <laughs> no, it really is. That's why I love having these conversations and really trying to break it down, not only for the audience, but for myself as well, because I think that it's a powerful way to build wealth, first mm-hmm. of all. And I think being the bank is the preferred position of really wealthy people. You know what I mean? Yes. Really, really individually wealthy people become the bank and just understand that that interest that you get yeah. year after year without the hassle, the return is so high without all of the risk and all of the hassle, really. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to because you've got five kids. Five You're kids. a football coach <laughs> yes. all fall for high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got a full life. If you had, and you have 25 notes that you own that's paying you now, as opposed to 25 renters that could call you at a moment's notice and tell you things are wrong with the the, the plumbing or the roof Mm -hmm. or the windows or the landscaping, or you're getting, you know, code violations (laughs) because somebody's not doing things quick enough, right? Yeah. And it gives you such an advantage to, to really live the life that you want because you're the bank. Definitely. Interest works 24-7. I live in Miami. Right. And my homes are not even in Miami. My homes are mostly in the Midwest. So when you're the bank, let's say, you know, a lot of guys are in areas where, like, they say the market's too high to wholesale or it's too high to buy windows, right? Like, let's say California. Yeah. Well, you could be in California and have notes across the country, Mm -hmm. right, without having to worry about a management company. Now, the risk is if they don't pay, you have to foreclose, get the house back, right? right? But you just do it all over again. Right. You know, and that's a risk, but you're not worried about, you know, those phone calls and everything else. You can manage notes. You can hire a servicing company and pay them 15 bucks a month for yeah. a note, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, to, yeah. to service your notes for you. I know. So. And so we've got the distressed property. We've got the terms. You now own it. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you do? Now, you're going to sell this to somebody else. Yes. You're going to sell it to somebody that wants to live there? It, or it, an investor it or whatever. Or okay. Whatever. Yep. Yep. So if I get the house now, of course, every house we get, we don't get on seller financing terms, right? So we, okay. either, we either use seller financing terms or we use private money. Like we raise a lot of private money with private investors. So ah, like, okay. Know, like the guy who has 250 and a 401k. Yeah. Or, you know, the lady who has like, you know, 50 grand in the account. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we tell them how they can get interest on their money mm-hmm. more than they can get in the stock market. Right. Definitely more than they can get in the bank because right. the bank pays zero interest right now right. if they loan it to us. And then right. we show them our home model. We say, hey, you loan us, you know, for 10% interest. Mm-hmm. We go and buy these homes mm-hmm. and then we sell them. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we, sell, we sell them with seller financing yeah. to our end buyers. Yeah. Got it. And so they come in. So... 
You're either buying. So how do you? How do the numbers work out? I mean, you obviously have to. There has to be some uh, formula. some formula for or equation that says, okay, this is what I can give the seller. This is what I have to pay my investor. Mm-hmm. This is what I can get from a seller, like seller for or tenant a buyer. Um, yeah, tenant, tenant buyer. buyer. Yeah. yeah. Right, and Definitely you just so. make sure that that's all in line, and then what do you average per property on cash flow to you? You know what I mean? Yeah, Is there so minimums. There's a we try to be two hundred bucks per property, right? Awesome. And, I, and I'll say right now, our cash flow is like most of it's around two hundred bucks mm-hmm. because we're trying to pay down our debt, mm-hmm. right? If I get a house with my private investors funds is five years to pay back him. And I sell it to you on a 30-year term. Mm-hmm. I'm paying that debt off in five years, so I have 25 years of free awesome. cash flow. So, you know, I'm looking down the future right now. I'm yeah. trying to build, you know, a portfolio of notes that are going to be free, you know, free and clear cash flow in 30, 40, 50 years down the road. And you still do, do you do that with, if it's owner financing as well? Do I do the same thing? Yeah. I mean, you're trying to get rid of that owner financing as, as quick as, as possible. Can. Yeah. Last year, we had two homes that we bought in owner financing, and we actually... We're negative cash. We bought two from one lady. Mm-hmm. We were like negative 80 bucks a month. Mm. We paid them off in a year. Wow. You know, so now yeah. they're free and clear. And now you've got somebody paying you on a 30 year mortgage yeah. <laughs> and you've owned and, and, and we paid off in one it's year. It's all done. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. So, how much cash flow does that end up happening? You know, is that like. So, those two properties are actually two that we kept as rentals. Yeah. Right. So, our cash flow right now on those is about, the average is about. A thousand bucks a month. Awesome. After we pay our taxes. And, and is right. that your main goal? You know, cash it, is passive cash flow the name of the game? I mean, yeah, is that's this kinda... like Robert Kiyosaki? <laughs> We're sitting there playing the cash flow game, trying to get cash all flow. of our passive to cover the expenses. Cash flow is the game because remember, I was a realtor, yep. a buyer's agent. So I know how much you have to go out there and hustle every day mm-hmm. to get commissions. Even when you wholesale, you can, you can be wholesaling the machine going, like our, our machine is going, you know, on full tilt, we're getting calls come in from direct mail or texting. The call, the calls come in totally all the time. But wholesaling still is a hustle, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got to go out there and keep doing it and keep doing it. So yeah. I guess I got five kids. I coach football. I got a be- you know a beautiful wife. I want to be able to just you know in a few years be able to relax. You know the cash was coming in. Yeah. And wholesale when I want to, but I have to wholesale to pay all the bills. You know. Right. So that's my goal. My goal right now is cash flow. And how many markets are you in? So we're in Michigan. So yep. West Michigan. We're in Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, Harrisburg, Philly. We just picked a house up in Baltimore, right? Um, we're in Florida. Mm-hmm. But any market in America, the yeah. numbers make sense, yeah. right? We'll look at the deal. Yeah, I'm looking at the deal in Kansas City right now. I'm looking at one in Ohio right now. You know, there's a lot of people who come to us and say, hey, I have a deal. Can you help me structure this on seller financing terms, mm-hmm. right? And I'll tell them how to structure it with the seller, how to structure it for a buyer, and then we'll buy the deal from them, right? We'll pay them. They'll wholesale us the deal. Yeah. And we'll buy it from them. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, but we're probably like a four or five. How do you manage it? I mean, what 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 does your company Company? look like? Is it just you? Is it you and no? It's not me. So I have so my main two markets are Michigan and Pennsylvania, right? right? So I have a partner in Michigan. Okay, partner in Michigan where we do the stuff, you know, fifty fifty, right? Then I have two other partners in Pennsylvania. Okay, and then we split it up right there. So my my whole thing is, I'm in Miami. I know I still answer a lot of phone calls. I still negotiate with the sellers, right? I don't talk to the seller until we've seen the appointment already has been set. Yep. The picks are in. Then I'll call the seller and negotiate the deal. Mm-hmm. Right? So I have three or four guys that text for me, and they're actually like my football players. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Like my football players who graduated high Smart. school. Smart, yeah. Though, they, can, they can use batch lead stacker, yeah. right? They go in there, they text. Mm-hmm. And it's not hard for them to do. Um, they text for me full-time all the time. Then I have a marketing guy that does all our marketing, right? I'm usually the one closing the deal as far as negotiation. Yep. Then I have a partner who's boots on the ground. 
in each market. Awesome. So it's a small company. It's about, you know, between both markets, probably about seven people. Right. You know, I like to be lean, but, you know. Yeah, me too. You know, yeah. Man. Well, and and I think that, you know, when you're being the bank, when you're going after that, and I think, well, I think what's important here is, yes, this is the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. Yes, we talk about wholesaling, but all wholesaling is, is sourcing real estate opportunities. Yes. Throw the word wholesaling away, guys. This is about sourcing opportunities. And what Jory's talking about is it's not all about just doing cash deals. Yes. Right? It all starts with wholesaling, right? People say, how do I get my leads? I market like I'm marketing for wholesale deals. Yeah. You know, like, right. There's, there's a couple niche lists that I do to find these seller finance mm-hmm. buyers. Like, you know, there's a list, like the tire landlord list right? yep. that Batch has. Yeah. I've been hitting that list up for years because you find an investor who bought a house, let's say in the 80s. Yeah. Right? He knows or she knows seller financing. Yeah. Interest rates were like 18%, 20% in the early 80s, right? They were buying homes on terms. Mm-hmm. A lot of them right now might own five or 10 homes where like they still want that cash flow, but they're just tired of being a landlord. Of right? course. Those are the, if you hit that list hard, you're going to find a lot of seller finance deals in that list because yeah. those people are open to selling you the house in seller financing terms. And right? by the way, you mentioned you can also, if you need the income, if you're, you know, a lot of people are starting this out, you know, they have a nine to five job or they're in the military or they're nurses or they're fire people or they're police officers, they're doing all these other jobs, mm-hmm. right? And they want to replace their income. So they need that income. You can still lock up these opportunities, put it in a nice little package and wholesale that to yes. a buy and hold investor. <laughs> yes. You I mean, you could put all that in without putting any money in. You can have it all structured and looking pretty and boom. And I assume that's what your podcast helps people kind of walk through, right? Our our podcast, we talk a lot about wholesaling. Yeah. Because I still wholesale. Yeah. It's just not my number one option, right? I I still wholesale a lot of houses. And you finance the block on your shirt. I mean, that's your... (laughs) Right? I mean, it's not wholesale the block. (laughs) No, it's finance the block. Yeah. Yeah. So I do talk... Like, we talk about the... uh, wholesaling partner podcast but we also talk about be your own bank yeah right we're like we we make a mission to try to show people how you can like invest in homes with zero money out of your pocket love it and create cash this is anybody anybody right anybody because think about it these homes that i'm getting that i'm selling sort of financing i'm i'm wholesaling it Mm -hmm. and being the bank in one deal Mm -hmm. because that down payment is still income right right? so let's say you do two or three deals a month where you're getting an average of five thousand dollars down yeah right you're making 15 grand income per month and you're creating cash flow instantly by holding a note. Yeah. Right. So you can actually do it's like the best of both worlds, if you ask me. I love it. Yeah. Definitely. Just to to mention some of the resources, batchleads.io. Use TTP code one dollar. You get five hundred free text. Definitely check it out. You use it. I use, I use it. Pace Morby <laughs> uses it. Jamil DMG yep. uses it. The top people around the country use batchleads.io code TTP. Phenomenal. So let me, let's pull it back, right? Let's talk about the first, do you remember your first first wholesale deal, (laughs) right? Yeah. Do you remember what the, what the motivation of the seller was? So it's funny that I got into wholesaling. I was somebody's acquisition manager. Okay. The investor was from Arizona, from Phoenix. Yeah. And he was, he wanted to wholesale in Michigan, right? Okay. So this is when I'm still a realtor and someone said, hey, you should have Jory be your acquisition manager because he finds deals for us mm-hmm. as investors all the time. Mm-hmm. So I actually partnered with this guy. He was paying like 10% of the actual you know, assignment fee yeah. to go out there and wholesale. So the first deal we got, this guy just wanted to move to Northern Michigan. Yeah. Right. And it's a crazy deal because his his requirement was he wanted 15 grand okay. and an RV. 
<laughs> yes. And an RV. Like, that's like, he had to have an RV. Okay. Right? So I literally. I think that's a yay. Listen, <laughs> that's what he wanted. I, you can make sure. Because he wanted to live in an RV. Right. right? Yeah. So we, we locked the deal up because I, I knew I could sell this house for probably like 30 grand. Okay. Right? So the deal was locked up. The issue was finding an RV. Right. right? So we had to go find an RV. Buy an RV. I had to go pick this RV up, drive this RV to his house, and he lived on like one of these little oh, alleyway yeah. houses. Right? Yeah, so I'm yeah, driving yeah. this RV, the streets like this big, <laughs> down to his house, give him the keys. Like we closing the house, give him the keys. Like next day, he packs the RV up, leaves. We wholesale that house for 30 grand. So we made a $15,000 spread yeah. on my first deal. $15,000. The first deal we did. Um, how much did you pay? Wait a second. He wanted fifteen, And hey. we got the RV for 3500 bucks. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. So 50 Ring that victory bell. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that was the first deal. And then... It just became easy, you know. Wholesaling yeah. the key to wholesaling is consistency. Yeah, right? of course. You have to have a marketing plan. Mm-hmm. You have to hit that plan consistently. Like that, it's not rocket science. Yep. Just hit the plan, hit the leads, yeah. get the numbers in, right? Yeah, we talk about it. it. It comes down to three parts, right? Lead generation, conversion, exit strategy, right? Oh, yeah. Disposition. Mm-hmm. And you're just talking about in this podcast. That's why I thought it was so valuable to have you in here, which has been great, is there's different exit strategies that you can have. And don't just throw away every lead because you, they don't have equity or they don't uh, want to sell at the price that you want them to sell. There can be motivation there. You can still solve the problems yeah. of the sellers if you can get creative. And it just takes a little bit of uh, change in your brain from uh, cash only to doing these creative things. And Definitely. we're starting to do it in my business. I just, my, my fear, honestly, and, and maybe you can help me um, uh, get past this, but my fear is if if my acquisition managers know other options, everything's going to turn <laughs> into those other options as opposed to, I mean, we average $27,000 a deal. Yeah. You know, I mean, these yeah. are nice deals we do, you know, and it just rolls and rolls. But I, I am certain that there's opportunities that we're missing out every single week for sure. Well, just think about this this way too, right? I also wholesale notes, mm-hmm. right? So not just wholesale to a cash buyer, but I can get a deal locked up, right? That doesn't make sense for a wholesale deal. Right. But I can sell it to an in-land contract tenant buyer, yep. right? Create that note. Yeah. And then go find a note buyer because there's note buyers out there, right? Of course. And I'll wholesale that deal to a note buyer who will pay me the assignment fee plus I keep the down payment. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, there's multiple options where if you look at these deals and you know, you know, maybe have one guy who does creative, right? Yeah. He comes in on your team, he does the creative stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because... Ah, it is a yeah. it is a skill that you know it's hard to teach. It's hard to duplicate. Yeah, you know what I do. Yeah, even in my company, the guys with me every day still don't know how to do all the terms and stuff the way we do it, right? Sure. But maybe if you have one person who's like, "Hey, you're like the creative guy." Yeah, I'll just send like, them to you in Miami creative. for a couple of weeks. <laughs> you got patience. Not during football for. season. Yeah, not during football. Yeah, we no from like now to yeah. November. Yeah. Um, don't you're done. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, how do people get a hold of you? I mean, people are going to hear this. They're going to, you know, resonate with you. How do they get a hold of you? So Instagram, it's the Austin Group. So the spell Austin. A U L S T O N Group. Okay. Then on Facebook, Jory Austin. We have a, we have a Facebook group, Shut Up and Invest, that we talk a lot about this kind awesome. of stuff in our group. We have a YouTube uh, channel, Shut Up and Invest too. And then um, our podcast is on all the audio platforms yeah. and on YouTube. Awesome. And then give some advice to somebody just brand new. They've never done a deal, whether it be creative, whether it be wholesaling. What advice would you give them to just start? So 
sign up for batch leads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. Sure. Really yeah. get a list. Yeah. Right. Get a list. Get a good list. Don't pay for a huge list that's going to, you know, cost you 500 bucks, a thousand bucks to skip trace. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Go after those tire landlords. Right. If yeah. you get that list, text that list. You can pull it right from batch right leads from now. Right yeah. Yeah. Be consistent. But I see a lot of people who like get discouraged. Just like, oh, I haven't got a deal yet. It's like a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know how long it take, takes us to get this machine going mm-hmm. to get deals, right? Mm-hmm. So don't expect to get a deal right away. Right? Yeah. You might. You might. Like, I got a deal the first week I did it, right? Yeah. But, but you might not. So, but don't be discouraged. Just right. keep working the plan and then deals will come. Right? Yeah. There's, there are so many deals out there right now. Yeah. Right. So many deals. We've done more deals during the last, you know, coronavirus mm-hmm. pandemic. We doubled our income during this pandemic, Same right? So, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. the deals are there. Just be consistent, right? Yeah. And uh, believe in yourself. You, know, awesome. you can do it. Yeah. And what I would say is, you know, I think it's really important to understand that if you can understand that you can get energy and enthusiasm and you can get a lot of positivity out of the process, not necessarily just the check, then you're unstoppable, right? If it energizes you, if it keeps you going, if it just, you get excited. Now that excitement like bounces all around and now everybody's (laughs) getting excited. And then, then, you know, really special things happen. And it wasn't, it had nothing to do with the end result, had to do with the process of getting to that. I love the process. It's like, like, you know, it's like, it's like a game, a sport, a competition. This is really a competition to me. I love the whole process. Mm I lose some, you win some, right? But I love just doing all the steps. Yeah. And I think that's what happens. Some people don't like, they just want the money. Yeah. And if you're in this business, it's way more than about the money. Yeah. Right? Like literally, we're solving people's problems. Mm-hmm. I had a text last week from a lady that we bought her house. She literally, and her text was just like, thank you so much. She don't know how much of a help you were to me. That's what we're doing. Like we're, we're solving complex problems and we're dealing with people. Yeah. Right? It's not, it's not the house or the price. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with people, right? Yeah. So, you got to love people and love problems and solving them. And if you don't, hire someone who does. Yep. <laughs> because if you don't like doing that, you're not going to succeed in this business. That's it. No. That's it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for being on <laughs> awesome, there. Man. Everybody out there listening, thank you so much. If your mind is racing right now, definitely check out Shut Up and Invest. Shut Up and Invest. Shut yeah. Up and Invest. Check that out, uh, the podcast and all the groups and everything. Join that. And if you're interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP family. It is the TTP program. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Scroll down, check it out. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. I look forward to working with you personally. Thank you. It was awesome. From Miami to Phoenix, here we go. (laughs) And to everybody out there, I encourage you always to talk to people. See ya. Love you. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.